Los mejores viajes nacen en la carretera. Pero este comenzará en tu mente. ¿Escuchas ese rugido? ¿Sientes la experiencia de poder? ¿La emoción de la libertad? Ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500. Hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC. Los mejores viajes nacen en la carretera. Pero este comenzará en tu mente. ¿Escuchas ese rugido? ¿Sientes la experiencia de poder? ¿La emoción de la libertad? Ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500. Hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC. Welcome to Join News Desk. My name is Sweetie Abochi. Many thanks for joining us. Coming up in this bulletin, school authorities and pupils in Kwanta appeal to security authorities in the municipality for relaxation of curfew hours to ease the tension which has gripped the community. Thousands of tons of locally produced rice locked up in farms and warehouses across the northeast region due to poor patronage. We tell you the story of two rice farmers and the appeal for government intervention. Nine hundred and ninety-four students inducted after passing the law school entrance exams into the 2023-2024 professional career course of the Ghana School of Law. We have details plus business and more in this hour. Please be my guest. We begin from Nkwanta, where school authorities in Nkwanta South Municipality are appealing to security authorities in the municipality to consider relaxing the curfew imposed on the area. It's been two months since schools were closed due to some violent clashes, which left several injured and created insecurity in the area. The situation has hampered school activities to the detriment of teachers and pupils, as well as parents. Oto Regional Correspondent Peter Senu visited some of the schools in the area on day two of reopening and reports on the concerns of some teachers. There is more in the following report. Basic school pupils tidying up their learning environment. As of about 7.45 a.m. Wednesday morning, not very much is seen in terms of numbers and teachers on duty. Only two teachers were present when joiners visited the MA Basic Schools. At the Roman Catholic Junior High School, almost all teachers were present for academic work, with some students already seated in their classrooms ready to study. Mary is one of the teachers. Yesterday it was encouraging us. Today is much better, and so we are expecting more students to come back. All we are hoping for is the best. We want to plead with all the people involved to give peace a chance, for our children's future is at stake. If not, they will not be able to go further. They are going to compete with their colleagues at Accra and other places. If we don't stay, give peace a chance, it means they cannot perform and go further. And it will affect us with the parents. It will become a burden on us. So we plead with them to give peace a chance. Whatever the situation is, they should let us solve it amicably. For Dura, apart from the pupils suffering the brunt of the conflict, the situation is having a toll on their finances. We are not all that pleased with the happenings because it's affecting our children so much. A lot of our friends in other schools are still learning and we are home. We are losing a lot and at the end of the day we are all expecting to perform and then write the same examination. Staying at home and a lot of us have to travel to other places to seek refuge and then a lot of expenses, unplanned expenses as well. So it's draining us as well. And in Quanta Senior High School, not many students had reported for academic work. 
Only 10 of these first years were in queue for admissions when we visited. Those in third year have been clustered into classes for tuition. Patrick Agbubli is the senior house parent from Quanta Senior High School. Uh, they are coming, except that uh, the number is still low. At the close of yesterday, we recorded 292 students. Yeah, they came. As a continuing student? No, the total, including the first years. He wants authorities to consider relaxing the curfew so that extra academic interventions can be made to cater for the time lost. At Tawobo Girls Senior High School, teachers were in their professional learning community training when we visited. Not many students reported to school on day two. The head girl for the school, Miracle in Tiamwa, is appealing to her colleagues to return to school. School is in sessions. Teachers are around, but students are nowhere to be found. You may go to a class and three students are there. We will start learning, but when the others come, the teachers will not agree to go back, which will affect us. Already, looking at the situation, the JHS3 and SHS3 students are very high affected. They are highly affected, and we need to catch up with time because we have limited time to write our final examination. So... My colleagues in the house, I want to appeal to you. We are here. Nothing is happening. Um, I'm here. Other prefects are here. Students are here. Nobody is being shot. Nobody is being hurt. Security personnel are around protecting us to make sure that our safety is paramount. According to the headmistress, Monica Pleku, some students have left the school due to the conflict in the area. She wants them to return now that authorities have called for schools to reopen. Please allow your girls to come to school. Girl-child education is the best. It will help you as the parents. It will help in Kwanta South. It will help Mother Ghana. Peter Senu for Joy News. MCE for the municipality, Bright Lenwa, joins us live. Mr. Lenwa, what's your estimation of the current security situation in the area? Basic security. Thank you for the opportunity. Uh, as you might have seen, your reporter uh, reported, uh, we visited some schools yesterday to have first hand information about how the curfew and the reopening of schools uh, is being done or managed. And uh, in some of the schools, I can say that yes, it's encouraging the attendance uh, of both uh, pupils students and then the teachers is, is very encouraging, while in a few other schools it's not all that uh, encouraging. But sometimes it's expected because usually at the beginning of the term, uh, some of the children do not report early uh, the week because sometimes they believe that academic work will not begin immediately. Uh, so generally, generally I think uh, it's encouraging and impressive. But okay, but how soon, in your estimation, are things likely to return to normalcy? I'm talking about the people who fled the communities and so on. Yes, so yesterday uh, we had a regional security council meeting where the chief of the various factions, uh, building uh, factions, met uh, with the security heads and then some of us as well try to encourage them to smoke the peace pipe. And I can say the deliberations at the meeting very, very uh, fruitful. So uh, when the information and the news go out to all those who have fled and they are aware that, yes, the chiefs have come together, they have fled to work towards peace and this and that, I believe that it is a major mark towards uh, giving assurance to people that, yes, all is well, all things are getting on better, and that they should return. And I, I think it's a very important landmark uh, for us, as we have said. So what do you make of the appeal by the teachers, though, and the students? Yes, that's genuine appeal. Uh, we're working towards that. Uh, even prior to the reopening of the schools, the security service, mainly the police, uh, with some uh, military officers, have moved to engage some of the, the children who have reported on the first day. Earlier on, there were engagement with the teachers to give them the assurance that yes, 
uh, the assist security is in place and that they could return to uh, do their normal and legal business. Uh, apart from uh, school, any other legal business that anybody has to do, they are free to come around and do that. And that there are challenges there for their personal safety and security. Salawa, can you give us an update on the state of investigations in connection with the violence? Well, uh, all it comes to investigations, that's my idea where uh, that is written in the hands of the general police service. And I'm sure uh, I will not be able to give you detailed information on the state of investigations. Uh, so from time to time, I take briefings, but I will say that they speak directly with uh, the criminal investigation department of the general police service. Thank you so much for your time, Mr. Bright Lenwa, who's the MCE for the municipality. Let's move on now to some struggling rice millers where thousands of tons of rice are locked up in farms and warehouses across the region due to the lack of buyers as consumers continue to choose imported foreign brands over locally produced rice. The Paramount Chief of Savalugu, Na Adulai Yakubu Andani, is calling for government intervention to avert the impending collapse of the local rice production sector as farmers and processing factories have been hit by low patronage. Elias Sutanko has more in this following report. We are here at the famous Tamana Rice Processing Company, the producers of Nasia rice located near Waliwali in the northeast region. As we can see, hundreds of bags of meal rice ready to be sold have been locked up here for months due to the lack of buyers this once vibrant company has since 2021 been struggling to stay in business after hitting stumbling low patronage caused by the smuggling and influx of imported foreign rice brands rice consumers and traders argue that local rice prices have hit record highs as compared to that of imported brands checks as some retail and wholesale shops indeed confirm the average price of 25 kg of ghana rice range from 450 to 500 ghana cities while that of imported rice range from 300 ghana cities depending on the brand chief executive officer of the company alahaji brahma shaibu described the situation as the biggest disaster to have hit the company since its inception in 2011. If you imagine from two, uh, uh, 206, uh, 10 workers to 105 workers to 56 workers, this tells you that we are just almost in a venture of collapsing. And that has been a challenge mm. for us. Now, farmers are also uh, threatened not to go into rice production next season because they don't have market for their produce. They have produce the rice, yet they don't have market to sell it. So it's better they just stop producing the rice. So it is going to be a very biggest disaster for us if the government does not take this as an emergency issue. The situation is no different here at the newly established rice processing factory in Savulugu. Under the One District, One Factory initiative, the facility was not in operation when we visited. Abdul Samet Zakaria, a technical staff, explained why. Yes, it's because of the lack of market. And moreover, the sales, uh, we have a sales point at uh, Savulugu Township. So recently he came and picked some, uh, some bags of rice. As of now, his store is full. So that is why this one is here. So as and when he finishes selling, he will come and take the rest of the bag. At the sales point in the Savulugu Township, the manager of the shop confirmed low patronage of the yule rice on the market. <laughs> The paramount chief of the area, Na Abdullah Yakubuandani, has expressed strong concern about the situation, saying it could lead to hunger and damage local rice farming and production. We are not a little bit comfortable looking at if the trend is going on, it means this year we cannot go to the fold again therefore called for immediate external support including from the Ministry of Agriculture and the Buffer Stock Company to assist with prompt measures to increase patronage and prevent the collapse of the rice processing companies and investment of farmers. From Logre, Elias Sotanko for Joy News. Let's now get in touch with the General Secretary of the General Agri Workers Union, Edward Carraway, for more on this disturbing story. Good morning, Mr. Caraway, and many thanks for your time. You're evidently distraught by this development. How bad is the situation on the national level? 
famous Tamana Um, because uh, uh, there seems to be uh, white lines everywhere throughout the country uh, where there are no people to even buy it. Um, it's, it's so disturbing that um, we don't appear to protect local industries. And uh, if we have built a factory to process rice, what we need to do is to protect that infant industry. And um, so it, it's so disturbing. It's so disturbing uh, that uh, farmers will produce, you build a factory, and then uh, uh, there's no demand for the local rice just because through our own policies we have allowed imported rice to flood the the market. members dealing with the situation and what is actually happening at the union level well if you look at the uh, farming you can get nearly 100% loss uh, in the sense that if you're a, a rice producer and you are harvested you've already incurred all the costs in the production what you now need to do is to sell it and be able to recover uh, some of the costs and possibly uh, make some profit but if there's no market at the tail end for your produce, it means that your whole rice could go bad, and then you can have nearly total 100% uh, uh, loss of your capital or your investment. So it is a worrying situation in the sense that all of us have been crying that we should increase local production, we should uh, eat what we grow, uh, we should... Uh, Los mejores viajes. Nacen en la carretera, pero este comenzará en tu mente. ¿Escuchas ese rugido? ¿Sientes la experiencia de poder? ¿La emoción de la libertad? Ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500, hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC. Uh, use that as a means to pay job, but unfortunately, unfortunately, I say it again, unfortunately, whilst we are trying for, uh, to call Ghanaians to patronize local produce, we are the same people that is government policy is encouraging import into the country, and it has flooded the entire system with imported rice, which is cheaper, but unfortunately that rice may not be healthy enough, because we don't know how it has been processed. We don't know what chemicals they have used. Uh, and even though we say that we have got some uh, standards for all produce or for all imports into this country, I'm not too sure that our system is able to check all the imports that come into this country 100%. And more important, because this one has to do with food, it is too dangerous when you are not able to satisfy 100% the health uh, safety of the of the of what is important. So it, it's a very terrible situation for all of us, and I think that the uh, uh, government must rethink and align their policies to ensure that they protect local uh, producers. Now, you certainly would need an intervention from the state. Now, what exactly would be ask would you be asking for them to change in this situation? Well, I think that is a policy change because the, 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 the situation that has created the, uh, this glass is about imported rice. Look, we have got imported rice coming all the way from Burkina Faso, all the way from Togo, all the way from Cote d'Ivoire. The, 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 the rice is not produced in Cote d'Ivoire or Burkina Faso or uh, Togo. It is what it's imported from other countries through those countries into Ghana. And if you go to the northern part of the country where uh, much of the rice is produced, this is the real situation there. I've just returned from Accra from uh, uh, the northern part of the country. I went to the farms themselves, and I'm telling you that it's pathetic. Government must find money to mop up all the excess produce that is in the system. The buffer stock company was 
established and designed for that purpose. The one in charge of the Bafasol company to come out and tell us whether or not they are able to go and mop up this right, which is lying everywhere. Government must tell us that. Otherwise, there will not be the need for that company when the, when the time comes for them to do the writing, the need for then they are not doing it. Then another time they are saying that we have set up institutions and you don't let the institutions work. They don't have capital. They don't support them. They should, the Buffalo Company uh, uh, board should come out and tell us. The Minister of Agriculture should come out and tell us what is his strategy to make sure that the farmers do not continue to lose their investment in this manner. Finally, before I let you go, Mr. Karawa, would you say that the situation was the same or are there any differences between now and four years ago when we had the East Ghana campaign, East Ghana Rice campaign? Was there any difference? Well, the difference is not much. It's not much in the sense that when we are encouraging East Ghana Rice, and what it means is that you are encouraging people to increase production. We make advertisement on that. You now have constraint uh, uh, import in a manner that does not come to destroy uh, what is produced here. But the, the difference between that time and now is that what we encourage is uh, uh, Ghana right, we have in the same vein been promoting import, you know, right import into this country, even giving them, some of them, exemptions you know, tax exemptions to import rice into this country. And this is the result today where our whole market is flooded with imported rice. And now the local producers ask they are carrying this way. The factory that you are really set up to process the rice, that factory is at the verge of collapse. And many of those who are going to lose their produce or their capital this year will not be able to produce next year. You know, out of twenty years, they will run out of uh, agriculture. So when you are talking about encouraging the youth to go into agriculture, it's not just about what is in the theory, what is in the policy. It is about the practical actions. If you are youth and you are listening to this, seeing that people have produced rice and they cannot market it, how would any rational youth be encouraged to go into agricultural production? These are the realities on the ground. So it is not policy that is going to uh, uh, take us that way. It is what we do. And the reality on the ground is just there. And uh, they are listening. They are seeing. How can you then go and tell sex you that go into agriculture? Well, thank you so much for your time, Mr. Edward Karawa, who is the General Secretary of General Agri-Workers Union. Moving on, pregnant women in Ophorikrom risk losing their babies, among other related complications, due to the deplorable roads in that municipality of the Ashanti region. The roads are generally bumpy, dusty, and riddled with potholes. Residents are not happy that the situation has been left unattended for several years. Clinton Yabwa was in the communities and now has this report. The Afroko municipality is one of the prominent municipalities in the Ashanti region considering the location and also the vast electoral population. But it's interesting to know that vicinities in this municipality like Ayeduyase, Emena and Buedi are being strangled to extension by poor roads. And residents here are living in severe concern. The road networks in Ayeduyase, Apiedu, Buedi, and Emina are rough parts, disfigured with countless potholes that create a turbulent journey. Lucy is a nine-month-old expectant mother who uncomfortably plies the Apiedu Emina road to seek maternal care at the Enimwa Medical Center at Emina. The bumpy, dusty road causes significant jolts, shaking her body joints to the core. Lucy explains how she had to limp throughout her over 25 minutes journey to get to the medical center. The potholes are too many and we suffer as pregnant women. The car will shake you and you end up with waist pains. I was so tired when I got down from the bus. I had to limp. 
Prince Oboy has been driving within the Ofuruku municipality for over eight years. He recounts the catastrophic ordeal faced by his pregnant passengers. I told out to be for paying for a mental hospital, and I didn't know why I could we pick pregnant women, and from the driving mirror, you can see how roughly the car is throwing them about. I am always steady with how I drive. Sick passengers get their conditions worsened. This bulletproof door has ordinarily been coated with white paint, but just as you can see, dust has already formed its coat around it. Let's engage some of the workers to find out how the dust here is affecting their work and their health. The dust is too much. All of our works have been stained. It is even worse when it rains. You can't walk close to the road. Our cars are getting spoiled, and our car owners are seizing our cars because of our constant complaints. I bought an absorber yesterday. It has spoiled today. The aggrieved residents are pleading with authorities to fulfill promises and assurances of tackling the road infrastructure in the municipality. They always come and stage a show like they are coming to repair the road. Yet after elections, it ceases. They should come and repair the road, else we won't advise ourselves. Reporting for joining is Clinton. Kwame Entry is the MC for Forikrum and he's joining us via phone. Good morning, sir. And we appreciate your time. Now, I'm sure you're concerned about the health of your assembly members, especially the vulnerable pregnant women. How are you dealing with the poor road situation in the municipality? Thank you. And uh, uh, let me say good morning to your listeners. Uh, it is true. Uh, that portion, that part of the municipality has issues with roads. From Bwedi to Emina to Apiedu and Sinkokobing, and then from Apiedu to Dunyana. Unfortunately, as I speak to you, uh, there's a constructor on site working. Uh, if you have any of your news people there this morning, they will give you uh, videos and pictures of the contractor being on site and working. Let me also admit that um, the contractor who was giving the project access, attacking, started work and left. He left for some two, three years ago. And uh, fortunately, we have a new contractor, MJB, who is on the road. I have been there this morning. I passed there almost every day to access progress of work. And uh, I can assure you the first month period he's given us, uh, we, we, we expect that the project will be completed within the segment. Why did the previous contractor leave and why has it taken so long for the road reconstruction to now happen within uh, the six-month time period that you say? Uh, Apache left, I cannot uh, exactly speak to fact as to why he left. But uh, as to why it took time to uh, um, um, change the contractor, you know government has its own shadow. And so um, this is a central government project. It's not an assembly project where I can specifically speak to reason why it's late. It's a central government project that was given to Apache who left. And uh, after several appeals by the MP, by the regional minister and myself, uh, uh, we now have a new contractor replacing uh, Apache. And so, as I said earlier, construction work are ongoing now. If you send your reporters there, you would see that work is actually going on uh, seriously there. 
So in the meantime, what should pregnant women do? How do they carry on with their lives? Okay, Waiting on that six-month time frame that you've given us. You know, development has its own implication. Sometimes we have to tighten our belts in the course of development. We cannot say uh, because of difficulties we will have uh, with, 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 with using the route to the contractor should stop. If it stops, it's going to worsen. But what the good news is that if we are able to adjust ourselves, if we are able to squeeze ourselves for the next six months, the result will be that we would all now use a road that is very travel and that is smooth for all of us. So I will appeal to them uh, during the construction, it will come with some negative effect. Uh, we should all, uh, we should all uh, face it and then uh, adjust ourselves in such a way that construction can progress and then proceed as expected. And uh, at the end of the day, we will all get what we expect to have. So that would be my appeal to pregnant women, to people trading along the road, to people flying the road. Yes, we appreciate the fact that construction would definitely go with some unexpected, uh, unpleasant conditions. Let us all please adjust ourselves during this time, and then uh, by six months' time, we should be smiling and flying a very smooth, motorable road. Thank you, Kwame Enchi. We are looking forward to seeing that uh, project completed in six months. I'm grateful for talking to me. Away from that, the Ghana School of Law is demanding government stays away from the school's internally generated funds as this is taking a toll on infrastructural development in the school. According to the director of the school, Berimaya Kodi Opong, in 2023 alone, the school paid more than over 12 million Ghana cities to the government, representing 25% of the school's internally generated funds. He spoke as injunction, injunction ceremony rather for the 994 students who passed the law school entrance exams into the 2023-2024 professional career course of the Ghana School of Law. There is more in this report. Established in 1958, the Ghana School of Law is the only institution responsible for training law graduates in the professional law course program. Speaking at the induction ceremony for the 2023-2024 badge, the director of the school, Berimaya Okodie Opon, demanded the government waive the requirement for the school to give 25% of its internally generated funds to the government. He noted that the removal of such requirement will greatly help in expansion of infrastructure for the various campuses. The Ghana School of Law is the only institution of education that pays part of its IGF to the government. In fact, last year alone, we paid in excess of 12 million Ghana cities to the government of Ghana. And to recently, the government was taking in excess of 30% of our IGA. Los mejores viajes nacen en la carretera. Pero este comenzará en tu mente. ¿Escuchas ese rugido? ¿Sientes la experiencia de poder? ¿La emoción de la libertad? Ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500. Hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC. And so, honorable, if you are surprised that since 1982, when you left the school, these buildings that accommodated you and your friends have virtually seen very little or significant expansion. It's all because the government shares our money with us and hardly makes any contribution for the expansion. And so I'm very certain that within a short time, you'll be able to make a case for us not only to get back all our IGF, but also be on the back of other financial institutions, including state institutions, to provide for us the needed accommodation.
Speaker of Parliament Alban Bagbin on his part assured he will ensure funds are made available for infrastructural development in the school. I want to end up by assuring you that I will definitely be in touch with my good friend the President, His Excellency Nana Adodankwa Akufuado, who will ensure that the Ghana School of Law becomes a better place than we have it now. He also underscored the need for high ethical conduct in the law practice as he bemoaned the falling standards among practitioners and also advised the inductees to see their profession as a service to humanity and not an avenue for making money. Now, the world is experiencing an ethical crisis. And Ghana is no exception. Some of the issues facing the country are widespread misappropriation of public funds, abuse of power. We have a constitution that we are not following the dictates of the constitution by the dictates of presidents. We have growing institutional indiscipline. The mentality that winning at all costs is acceptable. And making an exception for oneself without acknowledging any ethical boundaries. Ethical conduct of some lawyers has fallen short of what is expected President of the Ghana Bar Association, Yao Champombafo, charged the inductees to exhibit good character, especially with their social media activities. Take note of this. Technology aids, but doesn't substitute. Watch what you do on social media, especially in this unforgiving generation um, of the internet. Because it may be the reason why you never become a chief justice. Because one moment of a TikTok post in just, in just may be the day that you appear before the appointments committee for the vision to the Supreme Court, that it will be pulled out that you are not serious. Take your time here seriously. In all, 994 out of the 2,990 who sat for the 2023 entrance exams were inducted into the professional law course, which is expected to last for two years. Prince Kwame Kudoga's report for Joy News. Chief Executive Officer of the Okonfanochi Teaching Hospital, Professor Ochiri Adai-Mensam, is appealing to philanthropists and corporate bodies to assist in defraying deaths of detained patients at the hospital. This follows massive congestion at the facility, resulting in the hospital's front desk being used as wards for patients. Patients at the emergency unit cannot be sent to the wards for treatment as beds are occupied by discharged patients owing medical bills. There is more in this report. Komfuanoche Teaching Hospital has exceeded its capacity of housing 1,200 patients to more than 2,500 patients. The hospital receives over 800 patients daily. The surging number of patients forced management to turn the hospital's reception into a ward. The absence of alternative health care facilities across the Ashanti region contributes to the congestion at the hospital. Professor Ochre Ademensa is CEO. And uh, we receiving referrals from 12 out of the 16 regions in Ghana. It is naturally at every point in time there are patients that are discharged. But many of them or some of them are unable to go because they haven't paid or more bills. There have been instances where people have stayed in the hospital for about a month, three weeks, two weeks, and then they kick out. There have been instances where people go to the hospital. The hospital's woes are compounded as patients at the emergency unit cannot be sent to the wards for further treatment. Beds have been occupied by discharged patients unable to pay their hospital bills. Philanthropists and corporate bodies have been assisting in defraying bills of some patients. 
the CEO calls for more support. Emergency on your right is the orange ward. It is meant for 12, the capacity at 12. Today, the 9th of January, as we speak, the total number of patients in the orange ward are 41. And so you can imagine. Now, part of the, the congestion is partly due to the fact that you're sure more emergency, they are out of the woods. Also, they will come back to the wards. But over here in the wards, you know, now patients who have that bed, so I have discharge you, but they haven't left because they haven't paid their bills. And they contributed to the congestion in that regard. Yellow ward, it is meant for 18. And there, as we speak, the 9th of January, and the panel on 27. Red is meant for 7. The total number of patients there were, as we speak, here 13. And you imagine that you uh, share uh, free emergency mood in I was here at the ward for continuous care. Now, eventually, yeah, the stage of my the Ashanti Business Owners Association have donated over 100,000 Ghana CDs to cover the debt of some patients at the wards. Kwesi Atampon is chairman. We have a belief that though everybody's a needy, but we see the person who is sick and who is confined in a hospital as the most needy person. So we, we came together to, uh, in a compassionate way to come and pay for their bills. For Joy News, Mona Lisa Frimpon reporting. Now the Ark Foundation, an NGO that caters to domestic violence victims, is calling for the operationalization of the Domestic Violence Fund. Since the establishment of the fund, victims haven't received aid from it due to the government's failure to implement proper disbursement structures. The executive director of the foundation, Angela Jaminabwaji, made this call during a donation event by the 1973 set of Wesley Girls as they celebrate 50 years of leaving school. Two in every five women in Ghana have experienced a form of domestic violence according to the Ghana Statistical Service. Despite their escalating cases, victims struggle to access support. Although a domestic violence fund was established for this purpose, it remains non-functional since its inception. Even though there's a domestic violence act that has set up a domestic violence fund, that fund is still not operational in terms of being able to not only generate money but disseminate money to those of us who are practitioners on the ground. Speaking at a donation made to the ACT Foundation by the 1973 old girls of the Wesley Girls High School as part of their 50th anniversary celebration, the executive director of the foundation, Angela Dromina Abuaji appealed to the government to put in place the necessary measures to ensure the fund is operational for victims to get the necessary support. What the government agencies and the government can do, make sure that that domestic violence fund is working. If it works, that is the legal way that the government has provided for those of us who work with survivors to be able to tap into those resources and use it to support, not take hold of the whole work that we do, but to support the work that we do with survivors. So if there's anything I'll tell any government, and it has not been this government, it's been administration after administration. We've been in this for 25 years, okay, administration after administration. It's just that make the legal provisions that you've made for funding that fund and making sure it is operationalized because we get the information that funds go into that fund. But just ensuring that people are able to access it, it's a problem. And it's more of somebody not doing their job. The old girls donated 50,000 Ghana cities to the foundation to help refurbish the shelter for victims. President for the year group, Gladys Asari, commended the foundation for its great job over the years. And I must say that we are very impressed with what you are doing. And I'm happy that we decided to take up the challenge to support you. In fact, sometimes when you hear about these NGOs and the things they are doing, most people do not have confidence in them because there's always been NGOs who start and then somewhere along the line, then nothing happens. So when we muted the idea that we need to support people who are in this kind of things, and Susie suggested, we took it up. And I must say that it was a very good decision that we have made. Now we have heard so much about you. And I believe that when we go from here, 
will want to do more for the shelter. Angela Dramina Abwaji also called on well-meaning Ghanaians to support the cost of the NGO. If God gives you some funding in your pocket, remember there are places, good places that you can take these funds to. Okay, so here I won't even just speak for the Art Foundation. I'll speak for every organization that works directly with people. It's a life thing. You take care of the person from morning till evening till night till the next morning, depending on the need that they have. It's not that they are weak. It's just that they are in trouble. And so all you're doing is to try to bring out of them the resources they need so they can live a life, a productive life. And so if you have money as a church, as a, an organization, as a, a person, and you please come to us, um, bring us some money. We'll put it in the right place. The ARC Foundation has been supporting domestic violence victims for the past 25 years. Estan Kroma and Matilda Senes report for Joy News. To some other stories now, the first phase of the Bonwe Kente Museum in the Ashanti region has been commissioned to help boost tourism and the local economy. The construction of the multi-structure Kente Museum is to promote the mass production of kente as an avenue for jobs, for the youth, and for exports. Nanabwachi Adam reports. The newly constructed multi-structured Bonri Kente Museum, according to the Ghana Tourism Authority, has become necessary to chart the course for effective management and sustainable development of the kente industry. The project is expected to attract visitors and improve revenue. Speaking at the commission and wife of the vice president, Samira Baumia, retreated the government's commitment to the tourism industry. She says the establishment of the museum will help boost tourism. Excellency, the president, Nenida Sumunu, our officer of supporting tourism, our heritage, our culture. This museum is going to preserve our heritage and culture. This project is important to the government. This is part of our vision to support Ghana's heritage and culture. The vision of the NPP government is to help boost tourism with the establishment of such projects. As a way to boost economic empowerment, we Deputy Minister for Tourism, Arts and Culture, Mark Okrekumante, says the museum will serve as an educational hub to showcase Ghana's cultural heritage. In a world that is rapidly evolving, it is crucial that we save down the traditions that make us who we are. The Kentucky Museum will serve as an educational hub, offering insight into the history significance and intricate techniques of Kintin reading. It is our responsibility to ensure that the stories and skills encapsulated within these vibrant threads are passed down to future generations. Moreover, this museum has the potential to boost tourism in the region. Visitors within, from around the world, will be drawn to Bonwe to witness the craftsmanship first-hand Escuchas ese rugido Sientes la experiencia de poder La emoción de la libertad Ya estás preparado Para vivir tu nueva aventura Nueva Ram 1500 Hecha para vivir Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC Acknowledge the government's commitment to ensuring the project's completion. This museum is a living testament of our rich history, because our past and future. It also invests our art, story, and community to the world stage, ensuring our legacy thrives and inspires. Kente, now Ghana's national cloth, is an indigenous handicraft that has attracted global recognition. For Joe News, Nana Bwachitan Koyadom, Bonri.
has business after this break. Keep watching. January 2024 called the one tough question. Now ask yourself, what question are you willing to answer to win some money? What game are you willing to play to win some money? Tune in to find out. I promise you've never seen anything like this. You'll be laughing, you'll be crying in some parts, you'll be guessing, and then you'll be like, I could have answered this question. Now my name is Lydia Forsen. It is the one tough question. Every day, people have money emergencies. Ma, I need my school fees. Emergency. Mommy, Mommy chop money. Emergency. 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 Catch it. I'm your rent. Emergency. Now, there's a new emergency number in town. More money, more money, challenge and enjoyment. At the top life we got. Dial star 770 hash for all your money emergencies and chop life. Dial star 770 hash for money emergencies and get easy and quick access to your money, loans, and other banking needs. Echo Bank, the Pan African Bank. Blessing, do you know of any good medical school I can take off you to? Oh, Fifi, is that why you're looking all moody? Then I have some good news for you. The College of Medicine and Allied Sciences, COMAS, Accra, Ghana, is a degree-awarding institution, and they offer Bachelor of Medicine and Bachelor of Surgery using the Graduate Entry Medical Programs, Bachelor of Diagnostic Imaging, and BSc Health Information Management. All these programs are accredited by GTEC. Their bilingual curriculum prepares you to consult in French. But I'm worried about admissions. Admissions are ongoing. Contact us on Facebook or on Instagram at info.comas or call us on 0208-456-556 or send them an email info at comas.edu.gh. Comas, the citadel of a holistic professional medical education. Welcome to business. My name is Daryl Kwao. Ghana's food basket will increase by 189,000 tons annually for the next four years. This is the expected outcome of the Harnessing Agricultural Productivity and Prosperity for Youth program being implemented by the MasterCard Foundation in partnership with AgriImpact Limited, an agribusiness consultancy firm. The program will focus on rice, soy, tomatoes, and poultry value chains whilst providing 326,000 jobs. Danakwe is chief executive of AgriImpact Limited. Focusing on four agricultural value chains, rice, soya, uh, tomatoes, and poultry. These four value chains should be able to create the number of jobs that we are looking for, the 326,000 jobs that we are looking for. And we are also not limiting ourselves into specific locations. For now, we will be starting with 10 regions, but we will be extending to uh, all regions in the country. The program is designed such that we are going to use implementing partners. And these implementing partners are coming on board with some level of resources and expertise. The National Service Scheme, 
is coming out with over 20,000 acres of land and will be onboarding about 90,000 young people onto the program. Then we have New Age, which is a private firm. They are also coming onto the program. Uh, they will be doing over 20,000 hectares of land and will also be focusing on more than 140,000 youth. We have TechnoServe also participating and they will be focusing on private sector uh, support and development. Then MIDA, which is implementing the Ghana Cares Obatampa uh, program, is also coming on board with about 6,000 acres of land and over 2,500 or so jobs, uh, no, more than 2,500 jobs to be created. Then we have Jobberman, the Catholic Relief Services, which is also a key partner operating mostly in northern Ghana, will be targeting a lot of the informal youth. And then beside these ones, we also have our Ministry of uh, Agriculture. Of course, we cannot do this program without Ministry of Agriculture. So Agric is providing all the technical support for all the crops, as well as the, the poultry that will be, will be rolling out. Now, Ghana's economy is expected to grow by 2.8% at the end of this year. That's the projection of the latest World Bank Economic Prospect Report. Yes, more. Forecasts by the World Bank could indicate that economic growth will pick up strongly from what government was hoping to achieve in 2023. The 2.8% being projected by the World Bank shows that for the first time in a while, the bank's forecast is in line with what the government of Ghana is hoping to achieve for growth this year. Targets set out in the 2024 budget indicates that the end-of-year growth will be pegged at 2.8%. The report also shows that the economy will pick up strongly in 2025, with growth pegged at 4.4%. Based on the World Bank's report, there are strong indications that the economy may be on that path to strong stability, especially when it comes to growth for this year. But there are also projections that the country may end 2023 with a higher economic growth of the third quarter numbers reached 2%. The economy expanded more than initially projected could come with some benefit for the country in terms of investment picking up and the cost of living reducing substantially going forward. All right, more news on our website, myjoonline.com forward slash business. The news continues after this break. My name is William Satchelik, Vice President and Provost of Heritage Christian College. I bring all of you greetings from Heritage and invite you to join us for an experience that is life transforming. We educate compassionate entrepreneurial leaders. We invite you to pick application forms and join us. We offer a variety of programs in business, information technology, nursing, uh, theology and ministry, both at the graduate and undergraduate level. Here at Heritage, we stand and work with you. We invite you to join us for a life-transforming experience. Welcome to Heritage. Join us now. Back in the day, I was Ghana man, but something was missing until I found the one. HD Plus is not your regular free-to-air decoder. For a small fee, you get to experience great services and exciting world of content. Dial star 879 hash on your mobile phone and subscribe for as low as 290 CDs. This one is different. The images are five times clearer in HD picture quality. And I'm loving the feely-feely experience. Yeah, HD Plus, I love you. But I'm still here. <laughs> HD Plus, for better, for less. That's right. Get your HD Plus decoder from any Electroland outlet or our dealer shops.
time with us today on Joy News Desk. It was a pleasure. And that's how we wrap up for today. For more news, log on to myjoyonline.com. My name is Sweetie. Escuchas ese rugido? Sientes la experiencia de poder? La emoción de la libertad? Ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500, hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC.